Yeah. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We're locking the statements. Streaming every Friday. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are streaming on all social media platforms, including Ted. Put your volume down, damn it. Sorry, right now you start the show. Haven't seen me in a week, and this is how you start. I'm just kidding. But yes, we are streaming on all social media platforms, including Twitch. So follow, subscribe, comment, and share. Like we've been talking about for the past couple weeks, the quarterback carousel is going to keep going on in the NFL. And once again, I know we're a little behind, but it's all right. Because now you get the keys, boys, or should I say the three Italians standpoint and point of view of this whole trade. And what does this mean for the next big name coming up? And that is, I wonder if Brian Forster, I wonder how he's feeling. Joe, have you talked to Brian Forster? Because he was a big fan of Carson Wentz. I wonder. I, w- I would love to know if, if you got to talk to, as he used to call him, Ginger Jesus. Yeah, he, uh, he, I've talked to him. He hasn't mentioned it at all. So I, you know, he's uh, one of those guys, though. He's very sensitive about these sorts of things. (laughs) And the fact that he isn't ready to talk about it makes me think he's upset about it is is how I would take this. What I'm more um, just that is Joe's Facebook profile pick is an old one. He didn't even use the. Oh, you gotta. Oh, yeah, you have to upgrade. I mean, come on, bro. Like, you gotta show the actual here, bro. You gotta actually show the here. Like Donald Greco or Barry Melrose. I mean, all he needs is a nice suit, and he's mint. So, like we said, love it, Barry Melrose. That's where Barry, I'm going. You like the Barry? I mean, Don LaGreca. Don, Don's Don going out too. I mean, Don's not no slouch over there, but yeah, you got to get the new updated profile pic. Yeah, Speaking, he, like I said, the new he, updated profile pic for Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is going to have a new updated profile pic. It ain't going to be in the Philadelphia Eagles jersey. It's going to be an Indianapolis Colts. Now we knew that Carson Wentz was going to get traded for the past couple months. When he got frustrated, he got benched by Hertz. That's when it all started, and you could see his frustration was showing. We also knew, I felt this without question, I think me and Ted both agree, this was the team that should have went all in, and I'm glad that they did go all in for Carson Wentz because this is the best fit for Carson Wentz. Plain and simple, you get his offensive coordinator in the year that he was going to win MVP, had he not shattered his leg against the Rams in that Sunday night game. This is the perfect match in, match made in heaven. You go from a team that has an awful offensive line to probably a team that has the best offensive line. And like we always like to say, a change of scenery is always sometimes the best taste of medicine, I should say. So Ted or Joe, chime in on this, and how do you feel about this? Are you surprised by it, Ted? Nah. Not not surprised at all. I think it was inevitable. I talked to you on the phone about this. Like, like everyone wants to spin this carousel. Like, like we don't know where this guy he wasn't going. He didn't want to play for the Bears. There was reports he didn't want to play for the Bears. Why would you want to play for the Bears? They have no yeah. offensive line. They don't have a legit running back. Okay, they don't have any weapons. Their best weapons, Allen Robinson, and he's probably going to leave for free agency. And I just don't think he wants to go against Aaron Rodgers twice I mean, a year. I mean, people do. And I just, I just don't. I think. If you look at the Colts, perfect situation. You go to the AFC South, you play in the Dome eight games a year. His best season was in 2017 when Frank Wright was the offensive coordinator. He already has an established offense line, one of the better offensive lines in the league. You have a young, up-and-coming running back. You have weapons on the outside. You have tight ends. And here's the other thing. I believe they had the third or fourth most salary cap space going forward. So you have room and you have a smart GM. And here's the other thing. The Colts didn't give up that much for him. If you think about it, it's it, it's inconceivable to think that they only gave up a third round. Now, if there's another second round next year, it could turn into a first round if he plays 70% of his snaps. Which he will. But, I mean, think about what what the what the Rams had to give up for, you know, with the golf thing. You know what I mean? When you think about that, it, listen, it's inevitable. Good for him. Change of scenery. But here's the thing, and I'll end it with this, and I'll let Joe finish off, is – there's more pressure now on Carson Wentz than there ever was. Okay. We thought there was pressure after Nick Foles won the Super Bowl to kind of like be like, all right, well, you didn't win the Super Bowl. As good as you were, you got to play well. Listen, now you have to now you have to prove it. It's it, it's a prove a deal. Because if not all everything is for for forgotten and it's it's gonna go undisclosed. 
Joe? I know Colts fans who are pretty high on Jacob Eason. And so he does walk into a situation similar to the one he just left where you have a really good but Joe, I think he's coming in as a, he's coming in as clearly, a, clearly as the starter. No, no, I get that. My point is, is you know, look, Carson Wentz going into this season before they drafted Jalen Hurts, he was comfortable, right? Yeah. And, uh, and he played well. He played sure. well before the game of her in that playoff game. He was 11th last year in season in QBR. This year he was 28th. It was the biggest drop off in NFL history. Listen, he's got all the talent. It's not like he doesn't have the talent. We know that. The guy, the problem was injury filled career, you know, after, you know, since that MVP type season in 2017. And then the other thing is what we've heard now. And of course, you always hear the birds chirp after the fact is, ah, he wasn't really a true leader in the locker room. He was kind of pacified. Like you hear all this stuff after the fact. And it was like, where was this stuff when he was on the team three, four years ago? You know, the guys didn't really respect him. And now the the guys had more respect for Jalen Hurts. Listen, there's pressure on him. The Colts are going all in to win this. Yo, and I'm glad you brought that in, Ted. Joe, let me ask you, with this move, where do you rank the Colts now in the AFC? Well, I mean. They were a playoff team this year. Let's not yes, forget. Yes, and now so I, I assume they're going to be a playoff team next year as well. But the question is, is, I mean, look, he didn't look great down the stretch last year by any stretch of the imagination. So. I mean, he does have to go in the camp. He does have to learn a, you know, a new offense. He has to adjust to new players. Obviously, the the coaching situation is a good one there. That could only be to his benefit. You talked about that great offensive line. That's a huge plus for him. They do have some weapons in Indianapolis. They are a playoff team, mm-hmm. but there's a he was a mess this year. He, just, he's I been banged up. Change the change of scenery. It's been a big drop-off from this guy since we were talking about him playing at MVP elite level. It's been a big drop. Quarterback. We were thinking he was one of the top three quarterbacks after that 2017 season, and he's gotten worse every season. And he had good reason for it, if you really think about it. If you really, They're still behind the Chiefs? Okay. Absolutely. I, 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 I totally agree with you. But if Carson Wentz plays to his capability of where we expect him to be and we're in 2017, you could probably put them maybe behind just the Chiefs. Because here's the thing. You're hoping hoping big time that he becomes that level of play, though. Here's the thing. They have a good defense. They have a good defense. And they should have beat the Bills in the playoff game. Trev, you and me talked about it. Should have beat the Bills. They outplayed the Bills in the wild card game. So if Carson Wentz could stay healthy and play to where we expect him to play – we sh- the Colts should be in the AFC Championship game next year. They should they that's where they should be. That's the expectation you should have. That's why you make the trade that you do. And just like the Rams did, the Rams gave up Jared Goff because they believe that Matthew Stafford's going to get them to the Super Bowl. That's why you make that, or else you stick with the guy that you drafted. And you gave up, I believe it was five picks. Five picks they gave for him. Oh. So and to think number one and number two. Picks Jared Goff yeah, well, and glad you said that because now for 2009 to 2016, there are no first round quarterbacks. These were the last two that were currently drafted by those teams. So, like I said, Wentz and Goff are the latest. And now 2009 to 2016, boy oh boy, misery for some of these franchises, but some also panned out to be pretty good for these franchises because they got better players. But let's shift over to the other side of the trade. We talked about the Colts. We talked about how great this is a move for them, an all-in move, and Frank Wright gets his guy when he got him to MVP level, so that could be a match made in heaven. Now, guess what, Eagle fans? Yay, we seem like, oh, it's Jalen Hurts time. But let's pump the brakes as the great Lee Corso says, not so fast, my friend. Now you're hearing reports that the Eagles could be looking at a quarterback at six. So if you possibly could see the guys, I don't know, Zach Wilson, I could see going in the top five. I don't, I don't see those guys. The only, the only quarterback I could see possibly there. I, mean, I would even say Trey Lance maybe goes, I could see Justin Fields being the guy at six. If he's there now, if they do draft one of these quarterbacks, is this just the wrong move by a team that needs so many other glaring holes? Receiver, DBs, they need players all around, offensive line. Would this just add in, would this just be another setback 
I'll say to Joe, for an Eagles team that needs a lot more help than a quarterback, at least they might have a guy in Jalen Hurts that maybe can flourish. But for a team that has so many holes, would quarterback be the best decision at six? No. No. I mean, unless you were to decide, look, you know, definitely not Jalen Hurts. Uh, I got to go get my guy in this draft, uh, mm-hmm. which might even require you making another move uh, in order to move it. up in mm-hmm. this draft. So, no, I think if you're the Eagles, uh, the feeling I get is that they believe Jalen Hurts could be the guy. So you give Jalen Hurts a year or two, you take this draft to start filling those holes in, see what you could do in free agency and, uh, you know, reevaluate in a, in a year or two. I think the other thing that if you're the Eagles, you got to be thinking, you know, the giants are sort of in flux. There's a lot of unknown in Dallas, Washington's got the defense, but we don't know what's happening with the quarterback situation there. So there's so many unknowns in the division that I think if you're Philly, you're like, he's gone. Let's see what this guy does. Let's see what we can do to rebuild. Remember, this this team was still in it, too, until late in the year at 3-8. Uh, and what was their record? It was horrible. Yeah, Here's the thing. The Eagles, this is what's amazing. They got rid of Carson Wentz, and they're going to pay him $33.8 million this year of dead cap salary. Now, the salary cap this year is set at 180. It's not finalized. They'll get it done in the next couple weeks. But they that's $33.8 $33. million already off the $180 million, okay? They have to pay him that. That's the dead cap. It's the highest in NFL history. They have a lot of holes to fill. They got a lot of dysfunction right now. To draft a quarterback right now, and here's the thing. I think the guy who you said right, Trev, would be Justin Fields at six. That would probably be be there if Atlanta doesn't take him at four or, or if the quarterbacks don't go one. Now, here's the thing. If you, drop, if, you drop Fields, if you drop Justin Fields, I believe you're getting the same quarterback that Jalen Hurts is. The same model, same body type, same – athleticism the same arm i believe you're getting the same thing so why are you going to get the twin brother so you move on the best way to get your quarterback available is go get him a top tier receiver we've been talking about the eagles first. deshaun jackson they just released which we knew eventually was going to come coming he's been injury prone for like the last five seasons alshon jeffrey's old and slow see you later Okay, they drafted the kid out of TCU last year, Jalen Rager. They're probably one of the young receivers. They're probably going to trade or release Zach Hurts, which he's got a good contract to trade off. You can go get more pieces now if they want to keep him and have Hurts be the guy. You also go there, who they drafted a couple years ago. Right now, the Eagles' entire organization is dysfunction. If you listen to the the Philadelphia fans in the radio stations down there, they have no confidence in their owner and they have no confidence in the GM. And as a fan, I would have no confidence in it because you would say, listen, you drafted this younger quarterback. You had all these years to draft a young receiver. You didn't draft a young receiver. We've talked about this before, how many receivers they have passed in the draft. Okay, their offensive line has gotten older and gotten beat up. Zach Ertz is older. Their defense, which once was their pride and joy, is no longer their pride and joy anymore. They have older guys. They, they're in a team where they think they're still good when really they should probably go on full rebuild mode and trade off all their high assets, get as much draft capital as you can, let Jalen Hurts and the young team build next season, see how he does if he performs well and can overcome those deficiencies then you say okay next year the final year we'll have new salary cap the salary cap will go up the following year in 2021 2022 we'll have a lot of younger players we'll build a young team because if you think about it, joe you said it perfectly giants we don't know what the giants are right now we don't as giant fans we have high hopes but we don't know what they are dallas we don't know what's going to go on they have a bunch of high contracts what do they do with dallas and washington until they find a quarterback they are a dysfunctional team on one side of the ball and you can't win just with defense in the nfl in 2020 it's also, but it's also interesting to take into account the eagles just got a new head coach nick Sir, uh, serini the oh. offense coordinator i, I totally oh. forgot I, from, the, from the colts so yeah, you know hold not, on a second maybe he's not I, fully sold on jalen hurts guys yeah, well, you know, it's funny you say that. I literally was just sitting here, and I'm like, wait, didn't the Eagles just hire a coach? Yeah, they do have a head coach. I was, li- you said it. I literally was just looking it up because I thought to myself, well, right? Somebody, somebody, obviously, well, clearly, he's had some conversations and said, I don't want this guy. He's gone, and whether he wants it to be Hurts or they do have someone in mind for the draft, I mean, I guess we'll see soon. But does but any it, one of these rookie quarterbacks 
other than Trevor Lawrence, because we know he's going to go number one. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Does any of these other quarterbacks, her, or, um, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, or um, Zach Wilson, d- does any of these quarterbacks make an Eagles team better? This Eagles team specifically better? I'll say no, only because of the person that Jalen Hurts can do. Listen, here's the thing. I, I like Zach Wilson. Okay. The more I watch tape, I think I like Zach Wilson. But here's the thing. Trevor, and I look at it this way. We're not going to get into this, but the Trevor Warren, Zach Wilson thing. And it's similar to Josh Allen. You know, we knock these guys that play at smaller schools, but here's the thing. And I'll make my point. I'll make it quick. Trevor Warren plays with first round talent all around the field. Okay. Right receivers, tight ends, running backs, offense linemen, coaches. Okay. Zach Wilson plays with, you don't know who he plays with because you don't watch them. You only know Zach Wilson and you know that he uplifts players that are three star athletes to five star athletes and makes people better. He he can do more. And if you watch Trevor Lawrence in the two biggest games the last two seasons, he's gotten outplayed by Mac Jones and Joe Burrow. Okay. Now I'm not going to get into that, but they have more holes right now than just choosing a quarterback. And I don't think by getting Zach Wilson, because what does that do to Jalen Hurts and your team? If you bring in Zach Wilson and you draft him at six, he's your starter. You're not you're not sitting him behind. There's no. But now you just you just add this old controversy once again that you got it. You don't want to deal with that. You don't want to deal with BS like that. You want to move on from it. You moved on from Carson Wentz so you could get away from the BS and start a new future by bringing another quarterback. What a quarterback you just drafted last year. It's just appalling it's almost blasphemy to do that you drafted him second round this wasn't a third or fourth round pick that you're like ah eh, forget about it. he had a couple games and eh, we can move on from him you drafted him second round when you thought well, last year when you thought that Joe's Joe's things rolling but when Carson Wentz was the start of last year you decided to go do that guess what that ultimately led to controversy so let's go draft a Zach Wilson or Justin Fields at six when you just had a guy that was playing pretty good didn't play bad enough to lose a job and all of a sudden, you're just going to go back to the drawing boards again and just start from scratch and deal with more controversy? It's just, it's just a. I just don't get it. I would no, just. I, would, I know. I saw your eyes and your brain start rolling when I was talking about things. So, do you remember a month ago when Green Bay got their NFC Championship game at home and Rodgers was feeling pretty good about things? You were like, he's going to be the MVP. He'll probably beat Brady. He can go to a Super Bowl. Maybe he could beat Mahomes. How many Packer fans right now are like, just play Julia Love already? No way. Like that's hey, look, not for nothing. You're the one that keeps talking about the fact this guy hasn't won a Super Bowl in oh, that's eons. True. No, that's true. And again, you've got this. It's like, okay, I get it. Aaron Rodgers is good in the regular season. He gets me near the championship game, and then someone else goes and they and they play in the Super Bowl. At what point do the Packers say? Move on. Now I'm not clearly he he's playing at an elite level, MVP level. Clearly, <laughs> but where's the Super Bowl? No, hundred percent. Well, I, I mean, at the end of the day, how many? At the end for, of the day, though, how many chances do you give Aaron Rodgers to take you to the promised land before you're like, I don't think he could do it again. I think he can. I just think he. I just think he got beat by the better team that day, and and we saw that in the Super Bowl. They they were the best team. Yes, they had the opportunities. They just kept gelling and gelling and gelling, and 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 it proved because listen, they got. If you watch the playoffs, it was like okay, they beat Washington, but Brady wasn't that good. You know, they kind of got by against a, a guy that you no one knew as a quarterback. Then they went to the Saints, and Brady didn't play well, but their defense started. You know what I mean? Then they got to Green Bay, and they really kind of dominated Green Bay for most of the first half, and the defense kind of took over. And then the Super Bowl was like the final culmination, where it was like they just were great at everything. Brady was awesome. He was smooth. Everything, his decisions were right. Defense dominated the game. Special teams made their kicks, covered kicks. You know, everything went right for them, and they got better. The Packers, I think. Hit their peak, Joe, like at the end of the season, before the playoffs. <laughs> the yeah, the problem is that just isn't Mr. Well, Rogers' is neighborhood. You draft a quarterback, and especially a team that wants to look for a quarterback at this high at six, when you just drafted a guy, you just – it's just – it's can not I, the right message. It's just not – Oh, hold on. You know what? Not, hold on. Real quick. Look, not for nothing. There's a – like. Are you telling me that the Rams going into the next season with Jared Goff at quarterback wouldn't be just as competitive with that defense uh, 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 another year? Maybe Goff has a better year, but 
at the end of the day, the Rams have decided, right? They had the Super Bowl, the 13-3 disaster. This guy's done. This They feel like this guy's peaked for them. Yeah, Matthew Stafford so, gives him a better choice. Absolutely. So, again, my point on Aaron Rodgers, and I, because again, I think things, teams are looking at things differently now because yeah, at the end of the day, the question is can my guy beat Pat Mahomes? Well, here's the thing if you look at the NFC, we just stick to the NFC East. The NFC East is the worst division of quarterbacks. So, if I'm the Eagles, I'm going, where does Jalen Hurts rank? Is he better than Daniel Jones? He might be. We don't know that yet. He hasn't played enough. Say he is. I might say he is. is he better than we don't know who's in Washington? Yes. And then if Dallas moves on from Dak, you might have the best quarterback in the division, Philly. And that can win your division. The only thing I all just came to my head, and I'll end it on this, was maybe Philly's just sparking the controversy right now of quarterback controversy, and you're looking at Carolina, who's sitting at number eight, who would love to have a quarterback fall to them, going, oh, no, if the Eagles take a quarterback – who am I going to take? I don't Carolina, want Matt Jones. Carolina's going to do some other stuff. No, 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 listen. I'm just saying. It gets other teams thinking because – No, I know. There's Everyone wants a quarterback now, and yeah. everyone wants to go all in unless you're fully in rebuild mode. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's – you know, what do the Jets do with Darnold? Are they going to – you know, there's going to be a lot more quarterback carousel that's going to go on. And I'm just saying, if you start putting the fet, the you know, kind of throwing the stuff up in the air to see where things attach, teams might go. Philly might take a quarterback. Uh oh. Well, we might have to trade up. And then Philly's like, ah, our plan work. All part of the plan, you know, Trev. All, all part, part of the master. All part plan. of the master. You know, I mean, Joe, when the Carolina trades up, if they don't get Deshaun Watson, say Denver gets them, and then you're tra- and then they're like Carolina's like, oh, we we don't we want some Deshaun Watson. We need a quarterback. Well, we'll go up to six. Eagles drop back to eight. They pick up more draft capital. You know, I mean, it's part of the nature of the ball game and, and just finding out what works for you. But I think we're far from done of what we're going to see before the draft with quarterbacks being traded. Oh, no. I mean, this offseason, like I just said, it's just getting started. The Super Bowl ended a couple weeks ago. Like It's coming up on two weeks already. It's crazy. Two weeks? To know that. The Super Bowl, yeah, coming up on two weeks. But I'm glad you brought up the NFC East because I want to shift over to – the other big name in the NFC East, the biggest name of, of all the quarterbacks, I should say, in the NFC East, that's Dak Prescott. Now, the reason why we're bringing up Dak Prescott is, does, does the Dallas Cowboys want to be in a Philadelphia or an L.A. Rams situation? Or what is that in the sense of paying their quarterback big money, and then who knows if he doesn't pan out, then you're screwed down the line. Now, what is that? As you can see, still not close to a deal. What does that say about Dallas that they want to get a deal done? All this Jerry Jones. I've been saying it. I'm going to continue to say it. The Dallas Cowboys do not want Dak Prescott as their quarterback. I don't care what anybody says. I am firmly going to stay on that. They do. They offered him a five years, $35 million deal last year, and he wants a shorter term deal. Is, that actually, do you have that? is there actual yeah, proof? Adam Schefter's already reported it. It was on GetUp. It's on mobile. You can go look it up. They have already offered him a five or six. For $35 million, and he said no. We talked about this last year, Trev. You were sitting in my couch, and they had offered him almost $100 million guaranteed, and he said no. He's holding the Here's the problem, okay? You're, you're partially correct because they want Dak Prescott, but they want him at their value. The problem is they should have signed him two years ago for five or four or five years for $28 million and gave him like 80 or hundred million guaranteed. And when we look at the contract now, it wouldn't be so bad. The problem is he wants to be paid like a top three or four quarterback. That means 35 to 40 million, but he wants short term deal. He wants something like four years and like $140 million or like 80 to hundred million guaranteed. That's what he wants because then he'll hit free agency again in four years. And I another bigger contract i think Dallas is doing the right thing they don't want to give in and budge who are they going to be because here's the thing we saw when they don't have dak prescott they're one of the worst football teams in the nfl they and i i listened to something i read i was really thinking about the definition and i'll let joe go the definition of need and want we all want want things in our life but then you need things you know like you want this video game but do you really need it Okay. If your house is running out of oil, you need oil. You have to pay the bill. Okay. You have to, but like, Hey, I want this, you know, certain thing in my house that there's a want. I think Dallas, do they need, or do they want them? I think they, 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 I think they need Dak because two things, 
One, because he fits the locker room and, and he's respected within the locker room, and that's huge, and a lot of people don't talk about that. And number two is when he was their quarterback, their offense was top three, if not the best offense in football when he was their quarterback. Now, you're going to come back with me and say, Ted, but is he good enough to win a Super Bowl? I don't know that. Uh, what I was going to say is this is one of my bold predictions of the offseason, and I was talking to Pete on the phone about it a couple of days ago. I do truly believe Russell Wilson is going to get traded this offseason. So one way or the other, I know you could call me crazy. I think this is the team that's going to go all in on Russell Wilson. So sign and trade with Dak. So sign Dak, trade him. I really do believe that Russell Wilson, come next year, come this, come this season, I should say, will be the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Because I, I do believe that this team, I know they got the ridiculous contract still uphill. They got some offensive line issues. But this is a team that is on the cusp talent-wise, of getting to a Super Bowl and winning. I hate to say that, but that's the truth. I think this – and Jerry, you know Jerry. Well, I mean, we don't we don't physically know him, but we know how Jerry acts. He's he's aggressive at times, and I don't think he wants to pe- keep playing this cat-and-mouse game. I think he's going to be like, okay, Dak, you don't want to take the contract? You want to play this game? Guess what? I'll sign you, but you're going to Seattle. Yeah, then going- you got to pay him $37 million, and I'm then you're going to lose him next season. Well, then do a sign and trade, like I said. $37 million for two seasons. This is a team that needs to make a move in the sense if they want to compete for a championship, yeah, Dak will do well enough for you. But is he good enough to win you a Super Bowl? That's what you have to ask, your, ask yourself every time you go after a quarterback, whether that's in the draft, free agency, or trade. You have to ask yourself, if I'm going to make this move, is this guy good enough to win me a damn Super Bowl? The Rams believed that they were good enough right there. But they didn't think, like you just said, Joe, Jared Goff, they felt like he peaked. They went after Matthew Stafford because they felt like this guy is good enough to win you a Super Bowl. The Colts, yeah, they had Phillip Rivers. They peaked with him. They were a good team, not a great team. Carson Wentz, they feel like this is a new change of scenery, a new a new beginning for him. And guess what? He's going to have a second chance and maybe get into that Carson Wentz that we all thought he was going to be. So That's I'm, what assuming, I, I'm assuming you don't think Dak's good enough to win a Super Bowl, both of you. No, I, I mean, I've been saying this for Thomas, years. Thomas, I'm glad you asked. Um, <laughs> you guys, give me a minute. Okay, so is this your one big thing? You, listen, I, I, you're wrong about Jerry Jones because Jerry Jones adores this guy. Oh, I know. I just so he wants. It, they're gonna get it done. They're gonna settle, uh, and and it's gonna happen. And they're not gonna do a sign and trade because look, here's the thing. And, and Teddy, you pointed it out. Andy Dalton had the same talent that Dak had and did not look like half the quarterback. And you're talking about a pro bowl level quarterback. Okay. Now he might be on the, he might've already peaked Andy Dalton in his, in his uh, success. He's peaked. That's it. He did. He peaked and he's done. Uh, and, And it was clear because any halfway decent quarterback should have been able to go into Dallas and be successful. Yeah. Okay. We, we talk about having talent around guys, right? No, this guy had, doesn't have enough talent. This guy's got too much talent, right? We we knocked Mac Jones in Alabama because he had too much talent. Uh, but Josh Allen finally got some talent. And Mahomes is great because they're loaded with talent. And Brady's surrounded by talent. Again, if you're a great quarterback and you're surrounded by talent, championships happen. And so do the Cowboys believe that Dak can take him? I mean, if you look at the way this guy started this season before the injury, holy smokes. I understand their defense. It wasn't his fault that they were losing games. Right. No, defense was historic. He was, dude, he was like, I mean, hitting at at record pace to start the year. They were scoring 35 points a game. They were giving up 38 points a game. Listen, he missed it took two weeks while he was still injured for anyone to catch him in passing yards. That's how far ahead he was. He was going to set probably at the – now, I don't know if it would have continued. Maybe it would have because the defense was still bad, and maybe they would have gotten better. But he was on pace to probably have 6,000 yards passing. You remember what the record was at the time? What do you mean? You remember what the record was before he got injured? I don't, I don't know what you mean by record. I'm Their talking record. about how great the, the Dallas Cowboys record. Do you know what they were with the great Dak Prescott that we're talking about from last year? One and three. One and five? Yeah, it was like one and four. One Who and cares? Five. That's not oh, my point. Okay, is listen, that, okay. here, but here's the thing. Look, 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 look. You've got a known thing here if you're Dallas. 
You know Dak Prescott. You like Dak Prescott. The fans mostly like Dak Prescott. Some don't. The teammates but, like Dak Prescott. The Everyone teammates was- like Dak Prescott. So you got a lot going for it. And again, he's a known commodity. You saw what he did this year when he was healthy. No reason that he could get to it again. You give him the money that he wants, and then you go out and 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 you find that you just on your defense, you're just a couple of guys away. You could do that between the draft and free agency. The defense doesn't have to be great. It just has to be not giving up 38 points a game. 32 is fine. So that might be just one good defensive player. You re-sign Dak, and Dallas is on its way. I, I, Listen, the I, talent for Dallas is there. They've never lacked talent. Let's be honest with all three of us. Let's be honest. They've never lacked talent. They they were they had more talent than all the Giant fans in the Super Bowl. He sucks. I love it. Well, <laughs> he's a Giant fan. He's a diehard Giant fan, and he wouldn't tell you any Dallas player is good. He'd tell you Emmitt Smith stunk too. I, I begrudgingly him. begrudgingly say that he's a really good quarterback, and and he's a good quarterback to me in the same vein that um, Tony Romo was. Listen, like, he's a regular season, can't win a playoff game. I have no Listen, problem seeing that for Dallas. I think Dak can get them to the Super Bowl. Hold on, hold on. So I think a lot of things have to go right for them. I'm so glad you said that, Joe, because Tony Romo was a very good quarterback. Does the Dallas Cowboys want to have another Tony Romo situation in the sense of Tony Romo should not the Super Bowl. They, they should have been Okay. Well, they didn't. I know because it was a terrible call, Ted. I can't rewrite history. If I had a time machine, I'd rewrite my last six years of life. But I can't. So who cares? Move on from it. My point is, is that yeah, Tony Romo got to the Super Bowl. So it means Dak could have got to the Super Bowl. My point is, is that Tony Romo, up, up other than that one time, one freaking play we're talking about, Tony Romo's entire amazing career as a Dallas Cowboy quarterback. Do you want another Tony Romo situation? Big money, good quarterback, good regular season stats. Get you to a playoff, maybe an NFC championship game, but can he get you over that hump? Tell me who they're getting. Tell me who they're getting that's better than Dak. Tell me the quarterback. My bold prediction. They're not getting, stop, Trev. That, Seattle's not trading him. Seattle okay. is not trading okay. him. Okay. Seattle's going to do what every other team does. They're going to do what the Bucks did. We're going to find ways to oh, make Oh, yeah, I know, because it's that easy. It's True. that easy to just do what Tom Brady does. Trip, they're going to make deals. They're going to get offensive linemen because that's what happens. Aaron Rodgers goes, I need weapons. I know. Ted, you should be the GM then. It's going to be right. easy. Trev, I'm, here's one of the only Where reasons why. Wilson, bro? What are if the he chances? wants to get out of there, it's not that Seattle wants to. Trevor. 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 It's, like, it's like the Watson Trevor. thing. It's like Trevor. the Watson thing. Trev, what are the chances? What are the chances that in the same offseason, that all of these quarterbacks are going to get moved in the same offseason. What are the chances of that happening? I mean, honestly, yeah, especially when you especially when you look at the draft and like legit, you've probably got one, maybe two guys that are starting right off the bat. Well, you already and had that's two, it. You already had two big moves. Sure. So, so you, but, know uh, that, you know that Watson's going to be coming next. Sure. Right. So, so again, there's going to be a lot. And you also see you see Dak and and Russell in a sign and trade. I mean, th- that'll be like six different. Tra- uh, that's it's the NFL, buddy. Doesn't that's happen. Call, this is already on unprecedented territory. That's why they call it a bold prediction. I didn't say it's actually going to happen. I said it's. A but bold listen to, to your argument, right? You talking about Tony Romo couldn't win the big one again. My question then would go back to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. How often can you make the excuse? Well, the defense and uh, the, the running game and the, the coach and. Maybe it's that guy. Maybe it's him. Maybe just like it's Seattle too with Russell Wilson. I mean, well, ever since they got rid of the all the teams, right? The Kirk. You can talk about Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins got paid guaranteed eighty-four million dollars for three years, and then got a two-year extension last year. You know what I mean? What is Kirk Cousins? You know, like these are teams. I mean, think about the 49ers. You got Jimmy G. Is Jimmy G. Good enough? Is Kirk Cousins? I mean, think about Daniel Jones. I don't think he's not good enough. I don't. Th- I think Dak Prescott's a much better quarterback. I think he's much more talented. He's bigger, more athletic, more. Fit. I see a bet. I see him. Yeah, but see, this is there. again. This is the difference, though. Where, to to a certain like I keep saying this, you got to have the right quarterback. I you mean, the Giants the because, but sure, but the Giants are more about the defense, right? And winning games with the defense and having a quarterback that can be effective, move the football, not turn it over. Same game plan for the past 50 years or so in, in New York, New Jersey. That's just I think the way you do it. 
to get off top, I think the Giants are going to try to prioritize getting weapons for Daniel Jones. But here's Jones. the thing. So Daniel Jones doesn't have to be better than Pat Mahomes or Dak Prescott because it's a different – they're playing a different game in New York. It's a different game. In Dallas, Dak's got to be the superstar. And until they can fix that defense, he's got to score 39 points a game. And so that is, that's defense, problematic. That's they have talent. That's what's crazy about it, Joe. Like, they have talent. It's not like they have scrubbed on their defense. Now, here's the thing. Names don't make plays. Players make plays. You know what I mean? Like, you would say Dallas has more talent than the Giants defense. If you were lining up – my coach used to do this. If you were lining up a kickball team, you would take more players on the Dallas team than you would take on the Giants defense. But the Giants play better as a unit, and their players fit the system, and the coaching – knows how to put the pieces together. That, that's the best way I can explain it. DeMarcus Lawrence is an unbelievable pass rusher. The Giants would love to have a guy like that. You know what I mean? The two linebackers that Dallas have, athletic linebackers that can go sideline to sideline. Giants have one of those guys, Blake Martinez. So it's not like Dallas doesn't have talent. The problem is Dallas hasn't known. They try to keep sticking square pegs and circle holes. And then they overpay for guys that they think they should, because here's the problem. We shouldn't be talking about this. They should have paid Dak two years ago. Yeah, what is that? Exactly, that's my point. What is that? What is that? Yourself a lot more money. That's like right. you and me talked about. This. You would pay Zeke. But Action speak. Pay. That's what I'm trying to say. Actions speak louder than words. And for the past two years, they have paid other guys: Jalen Smith, Zeke, um, uh, Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, did they sign Vander? Zach Martin, Tyron Smith. They signed all these guys. But never decided to sign Dak, and now, like we know, what if you know he's the guy, let else. me ask you a question. It just seems why, like they did it the wrong on. way. That's why do people that. lease vehicles as opposed to buying the vehicle? I never understood it. Well, uh, so uh, Ronnie could explain. I wish Ronnie was here because he does this all the time. One, because they like like new vehicles every three years, and your maintenance is covered under the three years, thirty-six thousand miles. And if you're not a big driver. You always get that new car, and you're going to get cheaper payments because what we look at is what we do is we buy cars, and you want to hold them to seven, eight years. But the problem is after that fifth or six years, you hit 100,000 miles. The warranties die out, the transmission goes, and then you're screwed, and then you have to start all over again. Here's the thing. It's the same thing like renting or buying. People like to rent because you don't have to pay the taxes on the house. and, and you can Right, because you whatever. don't own it. You don't own it. You don't. You're just using it until you don't want it anymore. And then you get something new. And- and now- Sure. These guys have been re-upping their lease on Dak. On Dak. That's what's happening here. They got a Ferrari and they're like, I don't want to buy it yet. <laughs> and now you got it in like, you've had it for five years and you're like, I mean, if I that, buy it now, it's going to be a piece of shit in three years. I had to say it. I had to say, I've never sworn on this show before, by the way. I yes. had to drop it right there. Sorry yes. to do that. I that that's what's happening with Dallas right now is they're at a point where they don't want to pay him four or five years now because he's got like a good three-year window before I think realistically and in, 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 in based on his own medical charts, I'd be concerned after that. And I think that's what they're looking at. That's a lot of money to be paying a guy four or five, six years into the future, especially when the last time I saw him, his ankle was like in six places. So, so here's the thing. are you are you franchising him? If you're Jerry Jones, yes. Are you franchising him for yes. thirty-seven million dollars? Yes. Here's the thing: you say yes too easily. You're going to pay him <laughs> seventy-two plus million dollars for two years. Okay, you understand this though. If you franchise him, he will not be on your team next year, and you will be finding another quarterback, and you will be starting from scratch because you can't franchise him the third year because it goes up. Astronomical, it'll be 55 plus million dollars if you franchise him the third. You don't sign him now. Do you know what you would have to sign him next year to? Okay. You're, not, you're gonna be talking, hey, that's fine if they want to sign him, sign him. But guess what? If you're down the road two, three years, here's the thing. Road, if you're, if you're in a Philly, hold on, if you're in a Philly or Los Angeles situation where you're like, damn. We screwed up, Cowboys. We screwed up. Like, we messed up. Yeah, this guy at the time was good enough to, to get us to a certain extent. But then, like we said with Joe, like you said, Joe, we saw Goff. He peaked. Like, damn, Wentz, he peaked. Damn, we're, we're screwed now. 
Like, which this is why it's such a tough situation for Dallas. And they really, really have to think of this because, yes, if you want to pay Dak, then you pay him. But you better know that in two, three years, he's your guy, that you're paying him no full confidently that he is your guy. And you cannot hope to God that you have. I mean, I don't, I, I would not mind if they had a bad situation go on, but you don't want to have a Philadelphia or a Rams. And why I always say those two teams, because those are the same two guys that were drafted in the Dak Prescott class as well. Here's here's Jerry Jones's mindset on any of the last couple seasons of Dak Prescott. He either wanted Dak to win a Super Bowl so he could overpay him for eight years and $300 million or some nonsense. <laughs> or he wanted to see Dak flame out and then be like, they're definitely not going to sign long-term now. Yep. And he, it's never happened. It's been like in the middle. And well, sure. Right. Even last had year, you were like, well, that's a pretty bad injury. Yeah. But look what he did before the injury. And so now in that situation where like, he yeah. still, it's still, what was the team after Dak got hurt? A failure. What yes, was Dak that. They were a success. Now, Trev, you'll say the record was bad, but we don't know what the 16 game. They could have easily turned it around. Okay. We've seen teams do it. It's not in, it's not impossible. And the way they were scoring, who to say that they wouldn't have stopped and who said their defense actually got better. Their defense actually got better later on in the season at points. I mean, Thanksgiving Day, they got killed. But I mean, they give. But I just think I just think when your starting quarterback gets hurt the way it does, you know everything just it kind of just crumbles. Okay, it just kind of crumbles because you kind of know like, hey, listen, if Green Bay like a couple years ago, when remember like week four or five, remember Rodgers broke his collarbone, Anthony Barr leaned on him. Now you can't lean on a quarterback no more. The Packers, they tried hard, but they were no good. They tried and they were like. Listen, you need a quarterback. That is the value of what we had with Eli of knowing our quarterback was here every week. Even if, you know, he's Joe, I w- Joe, I would 100%. Joe, what's the matter? Joe, what's the matter? Well, I, I, I mean, at some point, we don't have to do it now. I don't want to derail the show. <laughs> but we got to talk about this nonsense with the running quarterbacks and the sliding, but sometimes they dive and sometimes they just oh. stick the ball. Like, I'm sorry. Say when you're when you're running with the football, you're, running. you're not a quarterback. You're a running back by rule in the NFL playbook. You are a runner. You are, you're a, runner. A, runner. You are a runner. I'm sorry to say we've got to we've got to put the rules in place because guys like Mahomes and, and Lamar. Lamar and Deshaun Josh are Allen. getting away like with murder. Daniel Jones. Well, Josh and Allen, that dude. It's 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 unfair to, to defenders because they ne- they don't know if they should lower a shoulder to take you out and then you slide and now it's a penalty. And then they gotta, uh, but, on top of it, you got to worry about maybe better. What, what if I pull up and you dive and you land three yards ahead and I don't touch you because I can't touch you either? You got a first down. I'm sorry, that rule's got to go. Hold we got to straighten that out, man. It's time for quarterbacks to toughen back up. Let me finish that. Let me finish what you're we're saying about the Jerry Jones thing, and then we'll move on to close out with the Deshaun Watson situation. I'm glad you said that because you are 100% right. Jerry Jones is in a tough situation because he's had good Dak and he's had bad Dak. He's hoping that he can win a Super Bowl, but he's had moments that you're like, damn, maybe he's on the way out. The, the, Dallas and Jerry Jones have a very tough situation and a decision to make and the future of Dallas lost to the games to the Giants. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm. They have a tough decision, a future decision to make, if they're going to keep Dak Prescott or are they going to figure out a different plan going ahead. All in all, well, Dallas once again is in the headlines for always the wrong reasons. Gotta love it when Dallas is in it for the wrong reasons. Let's close out with the other Texas team. And, well, there seems to be no surprise. Deshaun Watson's still a Houston Texan. But for how long? We, I mean, it's the million-dollar question. I feel like we've been, we've been talking about it over and over since it became official. And Houston's not going to budge. Houston doesn't look like they're going to budge. But I was talking to you about this before the show, Joe. When you have a decision like this, and we just talked about a tough decision. Look, 
we know nobody wants to give up their franchise quarterback, especially a quarterback that's 25 years old and hasn't even hit the damn prime of his career. But knowing that you're in draft capital hell, and you're in salary cap hell, you need to do what's best for a franchise that, yeah, you could keep Deshaun Watson, but he's not going to play, and you're going to be a team that's going to be three or two wins a year. You want to settle with that? You want to deal with that situation? Fine, Houston. Nick Casario, be my guest because that's the situation you're going in. It's tough to to break up to a situation like this and to make a decision. Because like I said, giving up a guy this good, trust me, it's tough. But you've got to look at the bigger picture. This this is a team that's – there's a reason why J.J. Watt – maybe they were trying to trade him. But for J.J. Watt, and I saw this to you, Joe, before the show, the face of the franchise for the past 10 years, to ask for his release – the president, the day before, resigns. You know that there's something bigger going on in, in Houston right now. Well, here, can I? Like, can it, I it, it, there's a lot of yeah. problems going on in Houston, Kurt. Can I interrupt for two things? One thing first is it made sense for the release J.J. Watt because there was no more money that they had to pay him. All the well, they were trying, no, I know that, but if they were trying to trade him, trying to get some assets so with You got a guy that finally played in a full season. He's been hurt yeah. the past three seasons. He's given everything you want. You do yeah. it for the respect of a veteran presence, a guy who's been there and done it all for your organization. I was thinking more of them trading him. Listen, listen, you do what's right. You do good by the player, a guy that's done right for you for so long. Listen, well, listen. I know, but my point, my I point know, is you have to ask for his release. But it's not like we haven't seen it before. Now, here, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say this. And I don't know if it's a racial thing because we have heard things down there because the McNair family has some things. But maybe, hey, listen, I want all – I got the black quarter. I want to keep him. And, I, you know, the older white guy, let, let him go. You know, listen, no one will ever say that. No one will ever think about it. But, listen, you don't know where people's mindsets are. Listen, no, you, know, you know people are thinking that. Here's the thing. Here's Houston. They're, they don't want to trade him. I don't blame him. Why would you want to trade a guy that's one of the four or five, six best quarterbacks in the league? Okay. And what, this year played like an MVP level guy, just didn't have the, the wins to back it up. But Trev, you're right. You got no draft capital going forward. You have no sour cap. You don't have any players around you. So here's you the thing. Future. If, if you, if you do, thanks, Tommy. Love you, brother. Yeah, love if you too, Tommy. If you do put him up for auction, you are going to get a boatload because Denver's You know what you're going to get in return. You have teams that are going to aggressively pursue him. Carolina's talked about three first-round picks, Teddy Bridgewater and McCaffrey. So you're going to get a quarterback that's going to be a bridge. You're still going to be able to draft another quarterback for your future. You'll get an elite running back for the future. Now, I know the league's not built around running back, but you'll get someone that the fans will at least be excited to see. And you're going to get three future first-round draft picks. Okay. Now, here's another team, the Denver Broncos. You got Denver, who's willing to give up multiple assets. You don't know what else they are going to do going forward. You got the Jets. You got 49ers. You have teams that are willing, that are willing, my point, I'm sorry to come in, but are willing to aggressively pursue Deshaun Watson. You have teams to take advantage of a situation. I know it's tough. I know. It's like getting rid of it. I don't know. I can't even compare it to something, but it's literally a tough, tough decision. I know that it's got to be one of the toughest decisions you'll ever make as a franchise, but you have to do what's best for the franchise. Keeping Deshaun Watson is not the best decision for the Houston Texans. Especially going, going forward. Because you can, and you need players. Players. Sorry. And no, that's fine. And I sent that picture of, would you trade three first round picks and Christian McCaffrey were like, absolutely not be like, why? Oh, because Christian McCaffrey is a great player. Yeah, he's great. I get that. But running backs are not winning you a Super Bowl. And the, there was a stat, and it continued again. The, tell me the next, the last great, great running back to be in a Super Bowl. Leonard Fournette was a, gr- a very good running back, and he had a hell of a game. But he wasn't like – One thing is a joke. If I was the Giants, I'd do the same thing. Now, I think they'd probably rather have Teddy Bridgewater and the Giants had a better pick. But say the Giants had the Eagles pick, right? The sixth pick. If I'm the Giants, I would say, here, I'll give you I'll give you the – I'm going to give you the sixth pick, the next two first rounds. I'll give you Daniel Jones, and I'll give you Saquon. Here you go. Take him. Take him. Give me Deshaun. I'll have the best quarterback in the in the division, okay? I don't have to pay my running back going forward. Joe, you already talked about during the season, the Giants were just as good with Wayne Gorman. 
Okay, you didn't get the Sears. And, ha- and guess what? They have a good def- They have a very solid defense, the Giants. And you still got, and you still got salary cap and opportunity to play. Now and- I know this is not going to happen, but Joe, I know you've been waiting and you've been itching to get in. So, floor is yours. First, to your point <laughs> about JJ Watt, this was just more mismanagement by the incompetent idiots that run the Houston Texans. Plain and simple. You want to you want to do right by that guy. Ask him where he wants to go. Get a fifth round pick. Get a seventh round pick. Get something. That's you something. need a lot. Yes. You don't have a lot of assets. Phil Sims. Phil Sims came back for the Giants in '93. They went eleven and five. He had surgery in the off season. Thought he was coming back to a job. Got cut. Dave Brown's the new quarterback. Well, we know how that two went. Super Bowls. What what did you get for that? Nothing. So this idea that they owe JJ Watt anything when that franchise is in the toilet mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Yeah. Big Ben, they're about to ask Ben Roethlisberger to retire so they don't have to cut him. Where's Ben's where's Ben's big send-off? They're not gonna do him any favors. Sorry, franchise first. You're gonna retire JJ's jersey someday. That's the honor he gets. Now he gets to go. He gets to go win a Super Bowl, and you get nothing in return. You get nothing. Idiotic. You get nothing. Idiotic on so many levels. I can't even stand it. Yes, hundred percent agree. They've got to move to Sean Watson. You failed. You went all in two years ago on on an insane left tackle and an overrated insane wide receiver. Why they thought those two idiots were going to be of use or were worthy of first-round picks blows my mind. Again, shows how how incompetent they are in Houston. They thought those two idiots were going to help this guy win a Super Bowl. Give me a break. Yo, think about it. They had Jadavian Clowney, who was supposed now listen, he hasn't ever lived up to the billing, but coming out of college, we thought next Lawrence Taylor. Now everyone's the next Michael Jordan, Lawrence Taylor, Phil, you know, whatever. Think about that. That was your number one pick. He was supposed to be like him and JJ Watt were supposed to be like the dynamic duos, Shaq and Kobe, you know, Scotty and Joe. Like they were supposed to just terrorize defenses. And then when you had Watson, you're like, all right, I got my franchise young quarterback. You got your two defensive pass rushers. You had players. You got a star receiver. You had a star. I mean, think about that. You have Hopkins, Watson, Clowney, and Watt. That's your. I mean, what team would have a bigger four than that at the time? No yeah, and three years later, not one of those players will be on that team. It's just the direction of the Houston Texans right now, and that's where they are right now. They're in a very, very dark place, and the only way they can get to the light is it by starting to trade your 25 year old quarterback, dude. Who would have thought a year ago we'd be even talking about this? Think about this, Houston Texans doing all this. Trev, think about this. Think about what the Rams, going back to what we started the show with, to bring it all back, to think about what the Rams and the Eagles gave up in 2016-2017 draft, or whatever, 2016 draft, to get two quarterbacks that you don't know anything about. You didn't know what Jared Goff was not he going to be in the NFL. You have no idea. You had no idea what Carson Wentz was going to be at North Dakota State. You have high expectations. What are you going to get for a guy that's an MVP caliber player? I mean, think about it. If you're giving up five to six picks for a quarterback that you have no idea is going to pan out in day one and hasn't taken one snap in the NFL, what would you get for a guy that's an MVP, 25-year-old superstar? You could get this. Let me perfect example, and then I'll let anyone else finish the show. The Dallas Cowboys had Herschel Walker back in 1989, and they traded him to Minnesota, and they got like – the house, the farm, the barn, the three cars and kids. And you know what? It turned into Emmett Smith and Russell Maryland and, and Troy Aikman and like six other players that ended up being Hall of Famers and helped them win them three Super Bowls. Hello, Houston. That's what you do. You go get the Jimmy Johnson trade and you go get everything and you make everyone bid. It's no different than buying a house, Joe. You know this because you do real estate. You got two people that want a house. The house is going for 220 Hey, I'm the bidder. I want uh, 220 and I want five back. And the other person goes, I'm going to go 220. Hey, listen, 
They went 220. What are you going to do? You got to come back and beat their offer. And it goes back and forth. And the, and the seller's like, this is great. I got two bidders and I'm going to take the best possible offer. That's what you do. You take the auction and it'll just keep going because you know that teams like Carolina and Denver and other teams want to win a Super Bowl now and they want a young franchise quarterback and they don't have to want to worry about it for the next 10 to 15 years. Yeah. See, but if I'm Texas or Houston, rather, what you know, they're they're uh, I think it was the general manager or the, or, or the managing general partner, whoever it was, said that Deshaun Watson remains a, a Houston Texan for now. He's our starting quarterback. That yeah, sounds like the Rams GM. Sounds right, but it's so it's it's like I'm hinting that. Well, maybe I'm, that's I'm hearing right offers. Then again, if if I were the owner of Houston, here's what I would have said. There's a zero percent chance I'm moving to Sean Watson. He's our starting our starting quarterback. We're gonna build our franchise around this guy. Now, now you come at me and you're like, hey, come on, dude. Seriously, you need the capital. I'll give you four picks, a a, a quarterback, and I just want Deshaun. And I'm like, nah, I'm I'm just not gonna move him. I'm just not gonna do it. Just being stubborn right there. And then you're going to come back and be like, all right, how about this? How about I blow you out of the water? And I'm like, let's do it. Let him take it. That's how you negotiate. You you don't say, well, again, dude, I would have held on to J.J. Watt long enough. I would have moved Watson, and then I then you, then you could like – So, Joe, you I want to say a lot of nasty Joe. things right now, but Joe, the, the stupid thing with Watt – you, you could have packaged, packaged them, them too. You could have packaged them. And me and Trev talked about this before. I go, you could have got at least, like you said, fourth, fifth, sixth round, maybe maybe a future fifth round. So you get two picks here or there. You could, and then you get like another five. You could have got all your future you picks. You could have got like seven in those picks two between players. two players. And yep. Yeah, you could have got your entire future back. Or that Bill O'Brien screwed you. And screw that man. I can't believe that man's still coaching because that man should not ever have a job in his life for ruining a franchise as bad as he did. But if, like I said, Houston, there is so much going on in this offseason. It just started, but it's been going on. Carson Wentz is the latest to be going to a new home. We'll see what Deshaun Watson have. We'll see what happens with Deshaun Watson. We'll see if the Dallas Cowboys finally pay Dak. There is so much to happen. Also, we're going to be doing – we got to do a mock draft sooner or later. We're going to have to do our, our, our 1.0. Keys of the City's 1.0 mock draft of the NFL draft. I can't wait. It's only a couple months away. It's going to be a fun one. And then we're going to be also talking some baseball. Baseball's right around the corner. It's going to happen on April 1st. I know Joe's excited. I know I'm excited to watch some Yankee baseball. And Ted's falling asleep. What else is new? Ted. <laughs> it's the same old crap. Yankees will lose. We'll win our 98 games. We'll make it the playoffs, and we'll get lose to some other team. And then we'll have the same question: Is is Aaron Boone going to be the manager? Is <laughs> Gary Sanchez going to hit over 180? Is Stan and Judge going to stay healthy? Uh, and who's going to be the four pitchers after after Cole? We'll talk all about that. We'll have a baseball preview show soon, very soon, I should say. Tomorrow at 10 a.m., I'll be doing throwing jabs. And I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but Rafael Alves missed his weigh-in by 11 and a half pounds. How the hell do you do that? Dude, he's a featherweight. He would have missed weight if they were fighting at welterweight. He still would have been over the limit. I mean, holy smokes. How do you do that? How the hell do you do that? We talked about the lack of discipline. Big time. Dude, again, imagine showing up for school on the day the big project is due and you just show up and you're sitting and the teacher's like, you got your stuff? And you're like, no. No, I got nothing. I got my pencil. Why did you paper. Why did you show up, fatso? Why did you even get why out of bed? Why did you bed? even show up? Why did you even get out of bed? Just stay home, you just fat, lazy. That guy got up and what, what the chips off his fat body and he was like, let me go to the weigh-in. No, just stay home. Tell him you got COVID. Don't waste our time. Idiot. Anyway, 
Tomorrow morning at 10. You make sure you check out throwing jabs. I got I got plenty more of that. Well, okay. Thank you, Joseph, for that. But yes, like I said we will be having a baseball preview show soon. We'll be talking NFL draft very soon. Our mock drafts will be coming out soon. So stay tuned for all that. We are so we are on all social media platforms, I should say, including Twitch at Keys to the City. So you can subscribe, comment, share, and like. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. To the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We are locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.